Welcome to Appetite for Production, truly the Dante's Inferno of music production <laughs> podcasts. Oh, wow. Which circle of hell are we on today, James? <laughs> I think we're on 62, aren't we now? Oh, I thought we were on uh, 69. Oh, that's your favorite circle of hell. Oh, uh, you already lowered the tone considerably. <laughs> I've got my caffeine in hand for this. I've got, I'm using my neighbor's uh, espresso maker and all his espresso pods because I'm too cheap to buy something like that for myself, but I, I'm, I'm not below stealing them from someone else. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, if it's just if it's just going begging, it's just sitting there. It'd be crazy not to take it, yeah, exactly. am I right? This stuff expires after, after months, doesn't it? Yeah, coffee expires, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure those pods, they uh, probably go off in a couple of weeks, mate. So you definitely need to use them all up. So he'll thank you for it, I'm sure. Tim, we have had many, many software releases over the last couple of weeks. I think people were wanting to release stuff and then this whole lockdown happened and then they realized, Mm. oh, well, we can't just keep holding on to it. Let's spurt it out there. And they all have, and we've got a load of releases to talk about. Uh, I don't think we're going to talk about them all this episode. We might get uh, some of them into subsequent episodes so we can do them real justice. The late news that everyone desires, wicked. So. Yeah, we, we are the, the retrospective podcast. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this intro has gone on for way too long and the backing music must be getting really annoying. Yeah, we should probably... Hey, there's nothing annoying about the backing music. It's sexy. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's talk about some music tech news and views. Let's get the fur on with it. Wicked. Let me give you a quick rundown of what's happened in the last couple of weeks. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw some words out at you, and you're gonna you're gonna react, and you're gonna say whether you've got them. It'll be like playing cards. It's like the happy. Families. It's like bingo. Yeah, bingo. Okay. Right. Bingo's a better analogy. Okay. Well, I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna start with scalar two. How about that? Oh, scalar two. I'm covered in scales like a freaking dragon, baby. So bring it on. Brilliant. Saturn two. Oh, hell yeah, mate. Uh, I am a very large gas giant surrounded by rings. <laughs> uh, Valhalla Supermassive staying on an a yeah, astrological y- theme. Yeah, um, my whole take on Supermassive is, does it sound like Eventide Black Hole? That's that's my thoughts on that mm, one. Arturia's mm-hmm. OBXA synth. Oh, yeah, I want to talk about that one for sure, buddy. Yeah, mm, I have, really do. Have you heard of Disco DSP's OBL chip emulation? No, I have not. Ooh, I got that one on you. Steinberg Backbone? No. <laughs> that what? Is a co- have you heard that Steinberg have a backbone? Wow, they've grown a backbone. Fantastic work, Steinberg. <laughs> and uh, Melodyne 5 is something I um, discovered uh, only today, actually. Yeah. What? Plenty to talk about. Have you got anything that I haven't realised? No, all of the stuff I'm going to talk about is weird stuff. So you've got all the news. Oh, there was some audio gridder thing, but it's not really very interesting. Ah, uh, fair enough. Anyway, this is this is a bit of a how the podcast is made. Uh, look into the the back room for all the listeners. Yeah, here. this is how we make the this is how we make the sausage. Yeah, the delicious um, sausage. But first, actually, first, I think I would like to talk about Facebook's plans for a new. Oh guess- no, I do. No, I do have something that you don't. Don't have in your face, James Russell. Sorry. Oh yeah. Carry on, Facebook. Yep, I'm going to bring it up later. Facebook are planning to make uh, some kind of software to help musicians collaborate online. 
Oh, wow. Well, they're the only company in the world that hasn't done that yet. So I yeah. suppose it's about time. I think I think it's fair to say you and me are on record since episode one and before of being staunchly anti-online collaboration platforms. I am. Look, I'm not just anti-online collaboration platforms, James. I think people just shouldn't collaborate at all. I think I think every man for himself is the is the way that you get results. You need a strong man with a strong, clear vision, and you don't want to be held back by all that deadwood. You know what I'm saying? I know you like a, a nice, strong man. And what, mm. what the other thing that you and I have been very anti forever is, of course, Facebook. Uh, yeah, yeah. I used to love Facebook, but now I don't anymore. I fell and, out of love with it. And what happens when you get collaboration platforms and Facebook and you smash them together into the perfect shit storm? Of... The perfect nightmare. Yeah. It's like they, they own your ideas before you've thought of them, presumably. <laughs> is that how it works? So this uh, thing is called Creatively. The name is Collab. And Mm -hmm. it is a uh, so-called video-based collaborative music-making app for iOS. Oh, okay. Apparently, Facebook says that they've been developing it for a bit, but uh, they wanted to expedite the release, uh, no doubt to make a (laughs) shitload uh, more money and stuff like that, and steal some more data. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's, that's sick. That's, uh, you know, that's their life's purpose. They've got to go with it. So you, using Colab... You can make or be part of making three independent videos and then sync them together. So it's not necessarily sort of live streaming and connecting to other people playing at the same time. You could, say, uh, play a super sick drum part and then put it up on this collab platform and then someone else can play a super sick banjo part, put it on top, and then someone on top can just sort of scat, perhaps, and put that on top. Oh, okay, right, right. I mean, there is always a massive demand for scat, so maybe this new scat delivery system is going to appeal to people. What do you reckon? Yeah, I think I think maybe this was the end game since the start for Facebook. You know, they, they, oh, had, wow. to, they okay. had to find some way to make a palatable scat-sharing app, and the way they <laughs> could do that was by... Going first for social media, then stealing everyone's data, then mm. fucking everyone over in a nefarious way, then being mm. a robot in front of uh, Congress or the Senate or whoever the fuck that was. and Disrupting then, the elections, yeah. Then, yeah, all the election shit and pivoting at the last minute to become a musical collab app. <laughs> it's the ultimate evil. So what I think is going to happen on this, I don't think I'm going to use it. Basically, imagine you're sitting at your door, you're sitting on live, you've got a nice synth patch up, you're crafting a bass line, whatever. Suddenly, you have a new collab request. M. Zuckerberg pops up. No, oh, shit. Hey, nice bass line. Uh, <laughs> I think, uh, think it would be a shame if someone would uh, take that bass line and... Uh, you, have you agreed to our terms of service, by the way, Tim? Uh, do, you, do you know what? If this was all just a giant scheme so Mark Zuckerberg could nick the best musical ideas of a generation, that would be a power player move that I wholeheartedly approve of. Well, he is a baller, as we all know. He is a baller. And hey, look, maybe he's looked at Musk's um, you know, entry into the world of production and he's been coveting the attention and he Mm. wants to make his own beats what do you reckon it Uh, seems pretty likely 
yeah, I I can't see any other explanation for all this shit. I guess he's had his uh, team working remotely, of course, night and mm-hmm. day for the last few weeks to really push this out. And I, before too long, I think we're going to see him behind the decks at, at, at Fabric or maybe Tomorrowland and just, you know, <laughs> twisting that filter cut off like there's no tomorrow. Oh, yeah, wicked, lovely. It's going to be great. So... Is is collab out now? Uh, collab, no. The interesting thing about collab it is that it is currently in beta, and um, it is available on an invite only basis. Oh, I see, your lordship. And I mean, you can sign up to join the waiting list and splice together three videos of uh, different musical performances. Via Facebook collab. Can you wait for it, Tim? Can you wait? Uh, I mean, I guess this is just like TikTok, but evolved a bit. Mm. So I guess maybe some memes will come out of it that I might see on YouTube eventually somehow. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think I, I think I can wait for it. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Me too. I'm uh, <laughs> assuming this won't change the world at all. Uh, okay. Fantastic. Uh, Tim, I wanted to talk about Scalar 2. You heard about Scalar 2? Yeah, yeah. I don't really know any details, though. Ah, that's fine, because I was involved a little bit with Scalar 2. I oh, uh, really? Make, make the press release and some general text. Uh, do you uh, know much about Scalar 1? Um, yes, I've made several videos with Scalar 1, and it is a kind of... Open-ended and pretty involved music theory uh, plugin that uh, generates MIDI and receives MIDI as well. Would you say that's uh, accurate, James? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I I was I was also involved with the launch of the first one, and it was uh, it was pretty hard to get my head around then. But now, yeah. let me tell you, it's uh, it was even more. I had had to have a lot of conversations with a lot of people, and like. What what is this for? And why? Do yeah, you, right, oh, right. How does that work? Oh, I see. Um, but <laughs> yeah, now I I've pretty much got my head around it. Quite a lot of new stuff in it. The the old one was actually up to like version one point eight or something like that, and they'd added loads mm. and loads and loads of little things. But with version two, they've sort of redesigned everything, and uh, which is probably good because it really probably needed it after loads of. Uh, extra features that have been tacked on mm-hmm. i'm just gonna just gonna choose the first thing they've got in here is like loads more chord sets and stuff like that so i'm gonna go with uh, some chords for you tim i'm gonna choose uh oh. the songs hip hop hip hop five and you want to hear that oh uh, yeah i do eh, okay two chords the same there Future Base 3, you want, you want to hear those that progression? Yeah, please. So yeah, of course, Scalar is a progression builder and will help you select different chords in different sequences and uh, get ideas for new ways to take them. Um, do you think this is the sort of thing that you would find useful in your creative process? Um, yeah, sometimes. I mean, if you really want to be very quick and just uh, smash some chords together, then it's okay. I think I would mostly mm. use it for getting new ideas for cool ways to go. And there are different ways you can do that, which I'll show you in a minute. But this is Love Ballad. Love Ballad chords. Are you ready for this? Okay. Okay. 
That's not what love sounds like. It's not what love sounds like. It should be much darker and scarier. Yeah, and you'll notice that all those were played on the felt piano patch. There are now 40 patches, including Super Saw. Oh, oh. Uh, Steely Essence. Oh. Oh, wow, majestic. Very Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Celestial Existence, how about that? Oh, wow. I'm gonna, I'm gonna choose. I'm gonna, I'm gonna change the chords for the next, uh, for the next ones. I'm gonna go to the artist pack, and I'm gonna choose some Carl Cox. I'm gonna choose Carl yeah. Cox for Tim. He loves apples. He loves apples. Let's let's hear him. He's, he's he's sitting there in his orchard with his pen knife out, peeling the apples, and then chopping off the flesh, slipping it down his mouth because he loves apples. Our Carl. Why do you think Carl likes apples? Because his name is Cox. Yeah, that's, that's why he chose his stage name because he just loves those apples. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna play you the let's... Carl Cox four progression with the wood ensemble patch oh okay you like that i'll be honest james i can't hear it very well but it certainly sounded impressive for the first couple <laughs> seconds uh you've got uh guitar patches orchestral patches lots of synth patches and plenty of piano patches as well one other feature new feature of scalar 2 is the fact that you don't just have to play chords and stuff you can turn the chords into melodies oh yeah so if you go to the expressions you can choose many many different types so i'm going to play you I'll play you what shall i play you tim i'm going to play you uh voicing number six uh, no variation i'm going to play you a c major add 13 mm. C major add 13. If I choose an expression for that. Can you hear that sort of uh, playing different uh, chords in a different rhythm? Yeah. Here's another one. It is called Lugubre. Probably not as good without the piano patches. I'm going to put a digital piano on. So you can just change the chords and it'll play a different uh, sort of phrase uh, with each one of them, uh, which is kind of cool, I think. There's a lot of uh, interesting stuff you can do, and you can change that depending on what the chord is. So you could have this one. Get a bit swingy. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, you can still do all the stuff about changing the scales and finding new chords to uh, to take you in a different direction and stuff like that. So loads and loads of expressions, loads and loads of new sets of chords and progressions by artists and songs and scales and a load of different ways to select them. You can also sequence them together into your own uh, progression and you can do a load of stuff to that. You can sort of, you, there's a pad view, there's a thing which also helps you... Um, you find ways to modulate from one key to another key in uh, many different ways, and that's very that's a very cool thing. But I can't show you that on a podcast, Tim, because it's a podcast, and you can't describe modulation on a podcast. It just doesn't work. Oh, okay. That's just one of the rules of the universe, I guess. Yeah, so this... Did you ever use Scalar to sort of to really go for something new in a track, or were you mostly just doing tutorials with it? I just made tutorials with it, and um, I mean... 
the packs are cool and everything, but I was more interested in just like boshing around on the keys, basically, mm. uh, on those pads and everything. Um, and like, to be honest, it just, it's not really for my sort of workflow, basically. I mean, I think, I think Scalar is probably, like, the thing is, it's a, it's, it's a bit weird because you, because it's kind of, it's, slightly want to say oh it's for people it's for people to make their music theory sh life easier um whereas i think you really have to have a fairly decent understanding of music theory to get the most out of it so it's kind of a bit of a weird paradoxical thing or whatever not really for me but i certainly thought it was very interesting yeah that's fair to say that you have to you end up having to know a bit of music theory if you want to get around uh, to the rest of it, mm. um, but yeah, if you if you like just sort of clicking things and trying things and dragging chords and progressions and individual chords out to your door, then it's very cool for that. And with the expressions as well, if you if you go for you can do arpeggios and strums still. But if you if I choose a uh, moderato cantabile, mm. oh yeah. You can uh, you can just drag one chord and it will drag it out into your door in that pattern. So you can play it okay. on one of the synth and, and anything like that. And there are lots of those. Uh, I don't think they're going to sound samey. Uh, you could uh, set a whole completely different chord set instead of Carl Cox four. You could choose uh, you could choose Android two e seven and. Uh so of course everyone's going to want to know the clam rate. Um, the list price is uh, $62. That's uh, 50 UK clam sterling. And uh, okay. intro intro sale is 40 UK clam sterling, which is a pretty great uh, price, I think. I think, yeah, I think that's a decent uh, deal, basically. I think, some, I think some people will get an enormous amount of value out of that. Yeah. Uh, but not, not to me. Also, it's been rated on Plugin Boutique almost 12,000 times. Really? Yeah, that's insane. That sounds insane. like a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's only been out for like a couple of weeks. In fact... Oh, what, the new on. one? Oh it's my only, God. Wait, it's only been out since Wednesday, actually. Two days. Um, unless this replaces the original Scalar 1 page. No, um, well, I think those are the... Um, but even yeah, so... That that's, sounds lightly... That's a lot, that's of, a lot of... That is a lot of ratings, yeah, wow. For £40 or £50. For something that is basically a, a pretty highfalutin music theory tool, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. not like it's not for your average fucking, uh, you know, dude in the streets or whatever. Yeah, no, not for your average sort of man in an orchard peeling an apple with a penknife, is it? No, exactly, mate. Good points. Okay, James, I've got a surprise for you. Oh, finally. I, I love surprises, as you know. Can I open it with we my teeth? No, we are returning to the world of the Roland Cloud, buddy. Ah, okay. The Cloud, buddy. I love it. Yeah, um, so you haven't heard the news from the clouds. No, 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 nothing about the cloud. New subscription plans. Okay. Lifetime keys. Ooh, mate. lifetime keys sounds suspicious. You can't buy the synth, but you can buy the lifetime key, and then uh, I guess <laughs> it'll work forever as long as the rolling cloud uh, servers are functioning, basically. Right. I mean, does does this do away with the plan before where after a year you could keep one of the things forever? They, I, they seem to hush that under the carpet 
pretty soon after they announced that, I didn't see mention of it for ages. There's no mention of that anymore, I don't think, at all. Mm. Um, so, yeah. So, if you want them in perpetuity, you just got to buy them. But, like, to be honest, it would have been a much better deal if I'd waited now because... The JV1080 is $129. I spent 240 quid to uh, get the license for yeah. that subscription. <laughs> I mean, so you, it's a lot cheaper now. During the time that you spent that 240 quid over the course of like a year, you also had access to all the other synths, though, right? Yeah, but I didn't really use them that much. Uh, okay. Certainly certainly not enough to warrant loads more money. You were just in it for the 1080. Um, so now it's like 120. That's 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 quite nice, actually. Yeah, yeah, and uh, the um, and also so that's one hundred and twenty nine dollars for the JV ten eighty. It's also one hundred and twenty nine dollars for the XV five eighty, mm. which is basically exactly the same as the ten eighty, <laughs> but with more sounds. So I so, don't really know why you'd get the ten eighty anymore. Well, you yeah, you you seem to have done so, but uh, I guess the five. Hey, I know the X the the five the five eighty wasn't available. Um, weirdly, the D fifty older older synth. Yeah. That's $149. Okay. It's got a, a little bit more cash. Yeah, you're also looking at a 149 clams for the 808, 106, Jupiter 8, 909, mm. and then all of the various other things of various different prices. Juno's and stuff. The, yeah, the one I, you know, 106 is 149. Ah. Um, like stuff like the SH101 is $99, uh, SH2 is $99, System 100 it, is it, it seems to me, It seems to me like Roland uh, experimenting with a radical new pricing process. Pro- mm. radical, hang on, well, let me say that properly. A radical, <laughs> a radical new pricing strategy called Pay Once, Keep Forever. Yeah. Yeah, I know, man. It's like it's, it's they've moved beyond the blockchain. It's with like this, really. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like you buy all of your subscription up front for a little bit cheaper, and you get the mm-hmm. convenience of not having to pay every month. I like it. And you see, you see, well, in the end, it has an advantage for the company because they get all your money in one go, and they don't have to like wait for it over the course of a year and everything. You know, if you buy it outright. So oh, yeah, it's brilliant. An interesting new, uh, D- interesting new uh, development. I think they get a big windfall, and as long as they can manage their fucking finances and aren't <laughs> idiots, yeah, yeah, yeah. then they don't have to keep yeah. coming back and asking you for more. I like this idea. I think Roland should really push this out to everything that they do and. So should every other company. Absolutely, totally. Um, my one worry with the lifetime key, rather than actually buying the product, is what if they turn the servers off? Uh, I don't know. The company's been going for quite a while. People seem to like the rolling cloud. Um, Do they? I don't really hear much about it, man. I mean, people like Roland and people like their stuff. And yeah, you can get it from other people, but theirs is pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know what? I tell you, uh, for 149 euro, the Jupiter 8 is a wicked soft synth. Mm. So uh, maybe maybe check them out. I think they've got like a seven-day demo membership or something. Oh, 30-day free trial. I think it's the ultimate plan. Now. So they've got three tiers of plan now, Core, Pro, and Ultimate. Ultimate is what the old one used to be. <laughs> and Pro and Core are just like nobbled versions of those. Mm. I don't even know if there's an actual free trial at all anymore really i, I can't um, wait to see what free. the 
what plan they come out with that's better than the ultimate. Oh my god, yeah, it'll be like the legendary epic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Armageddon. Holy cow. Um, yeah, so what are your thoughts on that, James? Uh, I, I, I like the fact that they're doing that, and it's good that there are options, and you can subscribe if you want something for a month, and you can uh, just get something in perpetuity like you should be able to do and you don't have to wait for like 12 months or something to be able to have it um mm. I, I i'm interested in your thoughts like uh would you prefer to buy some of the things and then just get out of there yeah definitely um i would rather be able to like actually like have a download than have to use a key or whatever but you know i love roland so i guess i'll suck it up though i though, though actually i'm not going to purchase anymore um, I mean, that would re- that really be a luxury buying any of these things. So I'm not. I don't think I'm going to buy any more. Um, if I was loaded, I probably would though. You heard it here first. Mm-hmm. Remember, everybody, you can uh, you can get involved with the podcast on Patreon if you want to give us some money uh, for our troubles recording these free episodes for you. You don't have to make them free. It is troubling, deeply troubling. If you sign up via Patreon or PayPal by going to our website, you can uh, donate as little as one US clam dollar per month. And uh, you'll get access to some extra episodes, uh, some private video links, not that kind of private video. (laughs) And uh, some sometimes early access although since i had a kid early access is uh, it is waning let's just say that yeah i apologize for james's promiscuity everybody <laughs> really needs to learn to keep it in his pants but what what can i tell you i've told him also some big thank yous to our newest patrons we have srk314 oh wicked a robot presumably greetings we have uh, a a one mr ronan mcdonald oh big up ronan uh, thanks Thanks for helping us out, buddy. That's great. And uh, we have Woody Piano Shack, who is a uh, Swedish YouTuber who lives in a shack made out of pianos. <laughs> yeah, wicked. Oh, cheers, Woody. Nice nice to see some YouTuber uh, um, representation from the clams there. That's nice. I like uh, his... I prefer his spin-off uh, YouTube channel, which is called uh, Woody Calculator Shack, where he just he just lives in a, a shack made out of calculators. I mean, we've got Ronan, we've got Woody... Who's going to be the next infamous figure in the world of music tech to become a clan mate? Well, we'll have to see. Maybe... Uh, uh... Uli Beringer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know it's on the tip of your tongue. Well, you guys, seriously, thank you. And uh, perhaps you should, you know, call your banks because uh, someone appears to be using your identity to launder money through our podcast. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah ap- apologies, guys. We, uh, we need to sort it out. Yeah, get on that. They'll, uh, I'm sure they'll, they'll sort it out for you. Tim, in the last two weeks, we've had the uh, the announcement of the release of Fab Filter Saturn 2, which is uh, pretty massive. I I, I uh, heard the news, but I didn't have any time to uh, check out what was happening. So I asked you to do the research for me. Saturn 2, what the hell is happening, man? Well, I have done the research, James, and I can tell you the Saturn II was a series of American expendable launch vehicles studied Mm. by North American Aviation under NASA contract in 1966, derived Mm. from the Saturn V rocket used for the Apollo lunar program. Does this make sense? That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's, that's perfect. That's exactly what I was after. 
Um, well, I was researching this. Um, it uh, caught my eye that the uh, the Int 18, which added Titan UA1204 or UA1207 strap-on solid rocket boosters, had payloads ranging from £47,000 to £146,000. What do you think about that? That's quite a strap-on, right? Yeah, <laughs> I can't imagine what caught your eye about that. I, it's, it's, <laughs> I know, it's man. It's a very run-of-the-mill fact to my ears. I'm, I think it might be the serial numbers because the UA1204 definitely sounds like a classic compressor that you'd pay thousands of pounds for hardware model if you're a fancy pants. Also my birthday. Oh, very uh, happy birthday. So, yeah, do you want to know the actual skinny on uh, the plug-in from FabFilter? Now, the original FabFilter Saturn 1, the old crap one that no one uses anymore, right? That was... Uh, oh, that's so... Yeah, no one would be caught dead using that anymore. It's all about Saturn 2. Multiband saturation distortion uh, plug-in, uh, where you could have four bands and a lot of different distortion algorithms. And it sounded great, as Tony the Tiger would say, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't use it loads and loads, but... But I tell you what, if you did ever want to just do a little specific bit of distortion on a specific area of your frequency range, buddy, it's pretty good. This new version ups the ante mm. with six bands, James. Six? I mean, who could possibly need six bands of, of, of distortion, Tim? Really? I know. Well, in addition to the six bands, mate, there's flipping adjustable slope for the crossovers, offering 6 to 48 dB options. Uh, well, you get adjustable crossover slopes, is that it? Yeah, 6, 12, 24. I don't really care about that, that's fine. I mean... Uh, no, I know, it seems like uh, it seems like it's going to make very little difference, but I guess to some people it makes a difference. I mean, for me, the headline was, it's no longer 16 distortion types, it's 28 distortion types. Right, well, what more uh, distortions could they possibly put in? Surely the first... Uh, the first how many? 16? The first 16 must have been, um, you know, the, the general big distortion types. What else could they possibly put? I don't know. I don't actually have a list of specifically what the new ones are, but I can kind <laughs> of half-arse it and tell you that these range from subtle tube saturation to heavy guitar amps and bit crushing. Oh. So uh, maybe they put some more wacky fill types there. I don't have an NFR of this. I can't be bothered to download the demo. So, uh, yeah, that was the limit. That was the limit of my research. And there's a bunch of other stuff as well, basically. And it seems like there's a, lots of improvements and, you know, HQ modes and stuff, oversampling, blah, 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 blah. Unlimited modulation and stuff like that. I, I don't care about what you say, Tim. What I really want is a Dan Warhol video to tell me exactly what's so yes. good about Saturn. Is there one? Uh, I don't know. Oh, Let me have a look. Man. Sorry, man. This is the, I didn't even the, think. The, what a fool. Strenuous research that fans of this show have become accustomed to. Uh, I'm really sorry, everybody. <laughs> um, no, I don't. I don't think. Um, I don't think Dan has done his work on this one yet. But you can't. You can't hurry, Worrell. Uh, he needs the time to 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 do his craft because he's a craftsman, baby. I've I've just seen um, a quote on the FabFilter website which is from the review in music tech of saturn the original saturn it says <laughs> yeah yeah right okay it's it's quite a it's quite a mouthful i want to read this out verbatim yeah go for it. it says no matter what type of distortion you go for with saturn it always maintains a creamy and producer <laughs> sound <laughs> Can you? That is an an excellent sentence. Can you use the word producer as a verb? Because they've they've gone for it. 
Sorry, an adjective. I, an adjective. Yeah. <laughs> now I hate to laugh at our buddies at music tech, but that <laughs> I don't. That is that is not a good sentence for a review. <laughs> but uh, I get the thing is you get you get the the meaning. I guess that creamy right? and producer it's sound. It's a creamy. Yeah, it's a creamy producer. Maybe it's sound, a sound right? that is more produced than your sound. I know, man. Well, I want a, I want a creamy producer sound. Maybe I need to get Fabpil to Saturn too. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I heard there. Are, I I can see there are loads more modulation possibilities and um, stuff like that. I guess, like you say, it's the more distortion types that will really um, really be pushing this one. I guess so. I mean, a lot of it seems to be you know just uh, smoothing any edges and making stuff extra nice. Mm. So uh, yeah, I mean, if you weren't a fan of the original Saturn, I don't think this one's going to change your mind. But if you were, who lordy, yeah. you're going to blimmin' love it. I reckon. I tell you what, I wasn't a massive fan of it i use it sometimes um i've never really found a digital distortion that i love um uh, and i don't think it's got that much of a creamy sound but it is one of the least bad digital distortions that i've used how about that well maybe some of these new uh, modes that we should have checked out will uh, have that creaminess that you're looking for but yeah i mean i really find i don't use too too much kind of quite unquote analog style distortion um I don't know, I do use a bit of tape stuff and everything, which I guess this is in the same sort of thing as. So, yeah, I mean, I'll probably, when I try, when I blag an NFR of this eventually, I probably will use it, I reckon, mm. and possibly a bit more than Saturn 1, which I think I possibly underused, because it is, it is really cool how you can do all that stuff. But yeah, Saturn 1 re never really grabbed me, so maybe I'll get more into this one. Yeah, I, I, um, I'm definitely... A bit of a, I guess, a distortion uh, distortion purist or snob, if you will. From the world of guitars, I got used to the uh, Big Muff, mm. Big Muff distortion. Mm. And mm. that has really spoiled me. It's not just spoiled me, but it's also a very specific sort of type of distortion. It's very chunky and very, um, mm. very brash. So, and very sort of plasticky in your face up front stuff. So I think I'm a bit spoiled from that and got a bit yeah. too used to something that's a bit weird. This, well, this is the thing. I mean, digital it still doesn't sound exactly like analog. And, you know, there are advantages and disadvantages to either. So I think it's, you know, whatever. I don't think, I think I think when people say, oh, this analog thing's better, they think, oh, you're saying I can't make music with my purely digital setup, which I think is uh, not the case at all, basically. That's very diplomatic answer i'm a very diplomatic man in fact i'm so diplomatic i want to segue into another story can we do that now like i say tim you have always maintained a creamy and producer sound i don't know if i have you know i feel i feel sometimes my sound has been a bit brittle and harsh and for that i apologize Uh, Arturia, Oberheim. What are you saying, buddy? Yeah. The old OBXA by Over Oberheim has been emulated and released as a plugin by Arturia. Is this the OBXV? Yeah, it's the OBXAV, mate. It's a mouthful. <laughs> yeah, a bit more of a mouthful than I wanted, but okay. Um, the thing about this is, there's already a really rather lovely freeware Oberheim, which looks basically identical to this. Um, so, yeah, you might not be very eager to spend all your cash if you've already uh, got the other one. But Arturia generally do a lovely job, don't they, James? Uh, I, I wouldn't actually know, because I have not 
I don't think in my life uh, touched one of their software since. Uh, okay. I just want to jump in here and say that it is the OBXD that is the freeware. Disc, the Disco DSP free one. I don't think it is D- Disco DSP. It is. It used to be someone else in Disco DSP, have it? So anyway, have a look at it. Um, uh, so yeah, what were we chatting about? This the Arteria stuff. You haven't really used any of their stuff. No. I... I don't think I have. I think yeah, you've used it in front of me, so to speak. Yeah, I have. Uh, but I haven't touched any of their actual um, synth plugins, uh, to my recollection at all. Because I mean, you got You would you would be a fool to buy one because you could just buy the bundle, right? The but yeah, and, the, it's a, it's a kind of a native instrument style scenario where it's yeah. such a, it's you know you're just paying a bit more money to get the whole bundle, and it would just be crazy not to. And it comes with tons of stuff, man. But that also means that I'd have to buy the bundle, which is then expensive. So it sort of priced me out of it. Um, that's that's why, really. You, I mean, for example, right now you can buy the OBX AV, the mouthful, at 149 euros down from 199, and you can buy the entire V Collection Seven for just 299 euro clam, just twice the price, and you get. A shitload more synths in the entire collection. Yeah, loads of wicked synths, and so you're getting virtu- virtual <laughs> versions of your Jupiter 8s and your Mini Moogs and all, and DX7s and stuff like that. So it's pretty cool or whatever. Now, looking at the Oberheim OBXA, the actual or well, the emulated synth, I'm not seeing much that we don't see on every other synth. Uh, yes, I mean, what I like about Archeria is um, they don't always go crazy. But they basically give you a half-decent version of the synth in plug-in form that is updated and reliable and has a kind of sensible design to it. So mm. you kind of you know where you are with them. That's fair. But yeah, even just looking at it, uh, it's it's a pretty bog-standard synth, is it not? We've got two oscillators. One has detune. It has saw wave, triangle wave, square wave. You can, uh, you've got a filter. You've got a that filter can be applied to oscillators one or two in different amounts. You've got vibrato, rate and depth for each oscillator. You've got filter envelope, amp envelope. Yes, and, yes, uh, yes. Okay, okay, okay. We get the idea. LFO. <laughs> we get the idea. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a basic thing. I mean, I guess the... The interesting thing about this synth is its sound. Um, you know, it's used on a lot of uh, iconic 80s records. What I thought was really interesting about this release, James, is in an email that I have just sent to you. Would you fancy having oh, a look at that? I will. I will I will open that shit right now. Now, I don't know if you'll have seen this, um, if you haven't done any hard boning on the OBXAV. Um, I have not. Okay, well, have a, have a look at it. Uh, so this is uh, A-B comparisons of the different patches uh, with the original, is it? Uh, no, so it's, not, it, well, it is some patches and also it's just some general, like, tests, basically. Um, are, you okay. able, are you able to listen with a degree of uh, quality and fidelity at your uh, end? Not much quality, but let me put it on anyway. That's the V. That's the A. The V. The A. Here comes the V. That was many sweeps on the A and then the V. What are you what are you thinking about the disparity? <sighs> Let me listen again with the Celeste. I guess that's the Celeste patch, have you d- right? Have you done the Saw 65 Hertz plus resonance? 
Okay, let me do the saw 65 hertz plus resonance. On this one, the X, the original synth comes first, and then the V follows it. So here we go. Oh, nasal. <laughs> Well, uh, there was a difference for sure, right? I mean, I thought it was interesting that it does really show a disparity in the sounds, but it's part of their promotion for it. And I thought this was absolutely fantastic because it's, um, I think it's, you know, really transparent and everything. And it is saying, look, you know, we've, we've you know, kind of in a this kind of scientific way, we're going to show you the difference between them and everything. And this is, this is the reality. Okay, so they've said, they've said, here's the original, ours sounds different but ours sounds better no they're not saying it sounds different or better they're just saying hear how the two sounds compare them for yourself okay which is putting it into you know the hands of the consumer let me just play the celeste a second because i've my finger's been hovering over that button okay i know you love celeste yeah it's a lot clearer less grunge i can't imagine I can hardly believe that there was so much grunge on the original one. Mm. Uh, so, the, yeah, I mean, that's better buy the Archoria version, right? Oh, so you're saying, oh, you see, what I was thinking was the character of the of the mm. original analogue was um, probably uh, subjectively superior. Um, and it was, yeah, and it was um, the, 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 sin, the, the virtual version didn't sound quite as nice, but it was much cleaner. Well, I, I prefer the cleaner one because, you know... It's cleaner. No, oh, that's so interesting, really. Right, right. Okay, okay. You know, I'm, you know I'm a germaphobe. Wow. That is pretty mind-blowing to me, James. You t you'd have you pick the uh, the virtual version over over the hardware. Well, I mean, if if you said what which has the better sound. Wow, okay, really. That's really interesting to me. So you'd you'd prefer the the crusty old uh the old synth with uh Who's had everyone's jack leads in it? Well, yeah, um, well, it's not the it's not the noise that appeals to me so much, though. That you know that can be a nice character, or whatever. It is just that I feel the timbre of it is just more aesthetically pleasing, basically. Um, hmm. I mean, it's you know just how the filter sounds and stuff like that, really. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, I love virtual synths, and I would I'd totally use a, a virtual uh, OB or whatever. But um, yeah, I, I thought it was interesting that it, there was such a such a, um, a clear a clear difference. Well, that is fair, and I I do like how they've used that in their marketing, and you can actually listen to them. Mm. That's great, and more of more of that, please, from uh, developers in general. Definitely, definitely. All right, uh, Valhalla Supermassive. It's here, Tim. Another plugin from Valhalla DSP. It's here and it's super massive. It's a Muse themed plugin. Am I correct? That's the one. You can you can ruin your fifth album with. Oh no, that's not it. <laughs> uh, it no, it's a plugin. It's a free plugin actually. Yeah. Uh, it's basically all about really really big delays and really really big reverbs. Super massive, you might say. Mm, yeah. Right. You've got uh, delay and warp controls. You've got mix and width output controls. You've got a feedback knob, a density knob, um, modulation rate and depth, 
EQ high and low, and that is it. But obviously, it's the sound that counts, and this is Valhalla, so it's going to have a motherfucking brilliant sound. I quite like how it has relatively few parameters, because the thing I found with mm. Valhalla plugins was there were an awful lot of parameters, and uh, yeah, I've seen a lot of interfaces, but I found it a little bit un- intimidating. That's fair. It's got uh, eight modes of operation, which uh, also have a massive effect. I'm going to read the names out because I like these you names. You love reading you have... lists, James, don't you? You love it. Uh, it's one of the things I do just for fun in my own time. <laughs> in the modes list, we've got Gemini, Hydra, Centaurus, Sagittarius, Great Annihilator, oh, wow. Andromeda, Lyra... And Capricorn. Oh, wicked. Nice to see all of the star signs being represented with uh, my yes. gr- great annihilator being uh, there as well. Nice. <laughs> yeah, not, I, not often represented. I'm a Hydra myself. Oh, nice. Wicked badass. Well, that means you have a fastish attack. Shorter decay, low to high echo density, depending on the density control settings. <laughs> there you go. Where are you reading that from? I read that from the web, from the websites. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, I've used it a bit. I haven't used it much. Um, what about you? Have you have you put it through its paces? No, I've literally only just downloaded it. And to be honest. I don't do a lot of big reverbs in my tunes, James. Never have. Uh, well, I sometimes do if I'm if I'm doing some lovely uh, calming ambient stuff. I think this is going to appeal to me. I mean, you can, of course, just turn it up, turn up a standard reverb to a very long decay time and get uh, get some kind of good effect. But I think this is. You know, it's specifically tailor-made to do really long ones. And it is also mm. some way between delay and reverb. So there'll be there'll be some delayment as well as um, reverb. <laughs> wow, right, wicked. Um, <laughs> is it right if we uh, segue into talking about ambient music? Uh, yes. Let's talk about ambient music, James. Okay, it's, uh, it's, it's the time when everyone in the world has started working from home and is probably going back to work soon. But we've been working from home, and some people may have discovered the joys of ambient music, am I right? Yeah, have you discovered the joys of ambient music? In fact, I, I seem to remember I've given you some ambient music mm. recommendations on occasion. Did you check those out? Yeah, you've given me several occasions of ambient music recommendations because I'm always looking for more. Uh, I did check out the ones you gave me. Uh, they, some of them were good, some of them weren't quite what I was looking for. Mm. Um, I'm always trying to build my own playlist of, uh, of sort of ambient noises. Um, and I don't think I... Oh, you like it noisy, do you? No, no, no. I mean, ambient sounds. Okay. And I don't think I, um, I don't think I added any from your recommendations, but I still got yours and go to them sometimes. No, that's disappointing. Yeah, I'm very specific with this. It's not... I think I come to you when I want, like, basically ambient uh, electronic stuff. Yes. Um, But in my own, I want a bit more, like, a bit more Eno-ish stuff. Oh, really? I like... uh, Was it Ascension, is it? Lovely sound design on there. Tell me tell me more about uh, your love for I, ambient music. I just want to ask, do you like uh, music for 18 musicians? Is it Glass? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we... Uh, Steve Reich, yeah, we oh, talked about right. that before. It's... It's brilliant. Um, I, that really got me the first time I heard it. Oh, wow. And uh, I know you listen to it, right? Yeah, yeah, it's wicked. It's just a different way to present music, isn't it? You, uh, It's somewhere between melody and harmony. Mm. But it's mostly harmony. 
And um, it's it's all about holding a chord for a very long time. I think that's the aspect of it that I like, is like, you know, really getting in there and exploring that chord. Yes. Well, you see, I think that's probably what I like. Um, what I Well, I found that um, in sort of atmospheric drum bass, you have a lot of like tunes that are based around like one pad sample. So they're one chord or whatever, basically all the way through or whatever. And at first I found that a bit challenging, shall we say. Um, I was like, okay. I want a pretty chord progression and everything. But now I fuck, fucking love a one chord tune or whatever. So uh, yeah, yeah. You want to get into that groove, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like if you want to explore a dominant 11th, you really want to explore a dominant 11th. I, I want to get dominated by that 11th. Um, my taste in ambient music, uh, James, as you know, is predominantly electronic. I like my melodic sort of ambient techno, sort of ambient house sort of stuff or whatever. I'm a big fan of the ambient sound of the early 90s. And uh, I, I pitched a uh, feature idea that I thought would be far too self-indulgent to get commissioned. But it got commissioned, James. So, uh, oh, yeah. and this is, um, so this, the, uh, the the piece is called something along the lines of um, 12 extraordinarily self-indulgent uh, records from the 90s for you to while away lockdown <laughs> with, basically. So you, for you to luxuriate in during lockdown. So obviously, so the, so the idea of this feature is about um, very, very long and self-indulgent 90s records. And obviously, there's a fair bit of ambient in there, mate. So um, Oh, I've just, I've just seen it was published an hour ago. Oh, well. was it? I didn't even know it had gone online. Oh, God, I need to start sharing well, that, really. Yeah, it looks like it's there. Um, do you want? Do you want to talk about this? Um, yeah, go on then. Um, are, are, you, are you familiar with any of these uh, tunes? It, it, let me have a look. It's called Twelve Epically Self-Indulgent Nineties Electronic Music Tracks to Luxuriate In During Lockdown. <laughs> yeah, wow, <laughs> a bit um, of a mouthful. <laughs> The subtitle is Extra Long Bangers That'll Challenge Your Attention Span. Oh, nice. That is by Mr. T. Kant. Oh, wow. Radar. Oh, no, it says Tim um, Kant on mine. Slightly less formal. Yeah, don't know it. Don't know it. Just looking through it. Uh, Orbital. I know who they are. Uh, don't know it. Don't know it. Don't know it. Don't know it. Oh, wow. Don't know it. Don't know it. Don't know it. Don't know it. Hang on a minute. Don't know it. You must know Underworld. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, not the song. And you must know the but you must know the Bucketheads, the bomb. If you click on that, you'll definitely recognise it. It's so self-indulgent. This this tune is nearly 15 minutes long. Is this the one? Yeah, this is the one. Do you really, okay. you really not recognise this? Have you never been to a wedding? Oh, this one. Yay! Yeah, 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 yeah. I know that one. I know it, I know it, I know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. I didn't realise that was from some kind of epic 14-minute banger. Well, no, as I mentioned in the piece, the radio edit is uh, 3 minutes 23 seconds long. So, uh, yeah, you don't really get the full impression of it from that. And you the, really know what you're talking about. T- tell me more about these. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really weird, actually. They all come from between, like, 92 and 96. And that was, I mean, I was listening to a lot of music then, but I still listen to a lot of music now. So I do think it really was a case that people were, like, pushing the envelope with length back then in a way that they're not really now. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. There's a lot of kind of, like, proggy stuff in there, a bit of, a, bit of ambient stuff. Uh, also, that, uh, that dance banger like you heard... Uh, 
and you're not familiar with uh, Weekender by Flowered Up. I guess it's really before your time, actually, isn't it? It's... I mean, I, I might be familiar with the sound, but uh, certainly not on first name terms with it. No, I don't think you would actually recognise that tune, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, and uh, of course, the number one, well, the 12th track, I guess, is uh, Blue Room by The Orb. Now, are you familiar with that particular jam, James? Uh, again, not, uh, I might be by its actual sound. But, wow. Um... That is crazy, buddy, because it was a massive pop hit and the longest uh, single to ever enter the UK charts, would you believe? At 39.57. Yeah, they engineered it to be just under the 40-minute limit that was uh, the limit at the time and possibly still is i don't know um so um mm. so yeah and it's all there was a there was a seven inch edit of that as well and it got into like the top 10 and stuff and everything um and it's got there's a pretty good top of the pops performance actually do you want to quickly check that out is that is that is that 40 minutes in length as well uh, no thankfully it's like a two two three minutes um uh okay i've got it i've got it hang on Thanks, we cut it down to three welcome the orb Playing intergalactic chess. Exactly, mate. Bit of fisheye lens intergalactic chess. Are they just sitting there playing intergalactic chess and that's about it? Yeah, well, that's not just it, James, because it's also got uh, animated uh, sea mammals as well. It's just your kind of thing. This is ex mate. This couldn't be more my kind of thing. I mean, I'm probably I'm sure it, this was responsible for partially getting me interested in uh, ambient music and uh, dolphins and shit, man. Which is I'm still I mean, into, mate. I bloody love it. T tell me a little bit about your love for sea mammals while I listen to this top of the pops performance of the Orb's Blue Room. I don't know. I don't know what it is. There's 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 something majestic and free about them and everything. They're kind of also kind of otherworldly as well. Do you know what I mean? They're kind of alien because they they, they That's occupy. True, they are. You know what I mean? And I think they're very beautiful. Yeah, they're, they're... They are sort of the 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 taint of um, of the sea because they 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 live in the sea, but they're mammals. They're neither one thing nor the other. Absolutely, absolutely, mate. Also, they make very appealing noises as well, which I like. And you know, there was a lot of uh, sampling of whales and dolphins in the late '80s, early '90s, which I am, you know, still a big fan of. Tim. I think we're gonna have to segue again. Oh, okay. Oh, wicked! What have you got? I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop this. Uh, the orb, blue room. That's understandable. That's understandable. <laughs> now, there was a story that I was, I was gonna bring to your attention, um, but it looks like you, you've led us there through some kind of weird destiny. Oh wow! I love weird destiny. Okay, you are aware of Spitfire Audio. Oh, you're damn right, I am. Lovely sampled instruments. And you're also aware of their free labs series. Mmm, lovely big labs. Get your teeth into them. Free uh, instruments. The latest labs, Timothy, <gasps> that was released, I think, yesterday. <gasps> ah! It is called Granular Whale Song. Oh, my God. How on earth have you left it 24 hours before informing me about this, James? <laughs> because I wanted to put a little... I wanted to do a little demo for you on the <gasps> oh, podcast. Oh, yeah! Oh, thank you so much! How thoughtful! 
So the website says, Stunning recordings of whale song transformed using granular synthesis. This collection of haunting textures was commissioned by the National Theatre and composer Jerek Bischoff, forming the bedrock of his breathtaking score for the stage adaptation of Neil Gaiman's The Ocean at the End of the Lane. Wow! This collection of haunting textures was created from stunning recordings of whale song, transformed using granular synthesis. Commissioned by me, Jarek Bischoff, in the National Theatre, these sounds formed the bedrock of my score for the stage adaptation of Neil Gaiman's The Ocean at the End of the Lane, bringing to life the horror and beauty of the narrative. This is what it sounds like. It's, it's like it's designed for making aquatic level soundtracks to this. And best of all, it's free. Oh, brill. Oh, lovely. So while you while you download that, Tim, let me play you. Uh, let me play you my uh, oh, my little door project with it because it's very cool. Yeah, wicked. I can't wait. There are loads of different uh, different patches. Some of them have whales. Some of them have sort of sounds of the depths and stuff like that. Oh, this is very deep and uh, mysterious. And you know what, Tim? I've actually used some uh, Valhalla Supermassive to make it sound even more deep and spacious. I'm in a stereo undersea world. You see, you don't even need to spend any money on top of buying a computer and all you kit to make a weird subterranean uh, whale tune, right? The sea counts as uh, subterranean, right? There are plenty of patches that you can choose from, and yeah, some sound whaley, some sound dolphin-y, some just sound like synths and bit-crushed stuff, to be honest. And then, of course, uh, it's, it's a little bit harder, but you can sort of get some chords going with them, too. This reminds me of the soundtrack to Aliens, which is sick. When you've got some chords, you can uh, you turn it into what is basically a pad, right? Oh, it's building. And what do you do when you've got a lovely whale song dolphin pad? You sidechain the fuck out of it to a kick drum, right? Nope. Bonkin. Oh, listen to that breathy whale song. You see, the uh, the sidechain really gives it a sense of uh, propulsion and uh, naughty house music, am I right? Oh, oh, I hear a strange fish somewhere. But hang on, it's very familiar. Hang on a minute, surely he didn't come from uh, the uh, the whale scene. <laughs> Is that our buddy the scat man? Yeah. Oh, an amazing undersea adventure. Fantastic. I'm very happy with that, James. Excellent. I feel well, I feel very gratified you made that for me as well. That is thoughtful. Yeah, you, I, I had a spare 20 minutes in my life before once, so uh, I put that together for you. That is really, really kind, and I, I, uh, I appreciate it tons. It's bright, it's bright my day with some uh, subclassic vibes. So download the uh, the Spitfire Labs granular whale whale song and um, cruise through some of the presets until you find the whaley ones.
Mm, yeah, nice. I like your cruise thing. Though that's going kind of like on the surface of the ocean, but you know, cl close enough. Okay, Tim, that's it for this episode. There's still plenty more to talk about on the next episode. We've got uh, that uh, that promised Steinberg backbone. Oh, lovely. Bonerific. And we've got Melodyne 5, which I, I want to give a proper investigation to. I might pitch a couple of people to do the review of it because I've done reviews of it before and I had Melodyne 4 and I know what mm. I'm doing with it. Mm. Uh, but let's, um, let's see about that shortly-ish. Exciting. Uh, what are you going to do over the next couple of weeks? I've got a flipping mix down this uh, flipping EP, buddy. Um, apart from that, who knows? I'm living life on the edge. Going for lots of walks, mainly. I, I really like to get a tan. What about you? Um, not many walks, but when I do, it's boiling hot. Oh, it really is. And I enjoy it. Yeah, I love it, man. Bring on the heat, baby. We will catch you all in two weeks' time. Stay lovely, safe, and tucked up in your little beddy ways. Until then. <laughs> yeah, don't get out of bed ever. Bye! Hey, hey.